Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. We're here on the Believe Podcasting Network. You guys all know that's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This show, we believe in the Detroit Lions. By the end of this episode, so will you. I'm coming to you this week. We got preseason in the books. The regular season is right around the corner. Roster cuts have happened. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And we got big news here on the show. Because only after one show, after just briefly chatting before that show, we got Jack Cavanaugh back on the show. His name's on the marquee. He's going to be my co-host here on Believe in Lions. We're going to roll. We're going to entertain you. And we're going to talk Detroit Lions here on the Believe Podcasting Network. So I'm, I'm breaking news right off the bat. Jack, how you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It is an absolute honor to be a regular fixture on the show with you. Just being able to work with Derek Oakry is just the honor of a lifetime. And I'm just so happy to be able to talk about the Lions, you know, growing up in a small town, Ontario. Yes, I am Canadian for those who couldn't figure it out by the accent last week. (laughs) Growing up in small town, Wallsburg, Ontario, talking about the Lions. It's just what could be better. It is a great time to be alive. There is no doubt, man. It's one of those things which is funny, you know, just the minute we chatted before the show and the, the way the show went, it was like a no-brainer just be like, yeah, we, we got to have Jack on every week. Me and him got to talk Lions football. We're going to mix it up once we get a little more comfortable with each other. It, it's going to be an entertaining, good time. But Jack, <laughs> you are following, I mean, my other co-host, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name was Benny Blades, number 36. I mean, he's from the U. I mean, Jack, you got a lot to live up to. I mean, Mr. Blades, I mean, he was quoted as saying this uh, on the U documentary. Anytime I had to line up against a Michael Irvin, a Brett Perriman, a Brian Blades, Alfredo Roberts, Charlie Henry, all of those guys went to the National Football League at their respective position. And believe me, we used to beat the crap out of each other in practice. And so it made Saturdays that much more fun. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I mean, Jack, Benny Blades had my respect from day one. Benny Blades would take your head off. Benny Blades would come on here and and tell me every time, like I told you, and we would mix it up and talk Lions football and have a lot of fun. I mean, that's a lot to live up to, my friend. Well, there's no replacing a legend. And I just hope that one day I can work my way, gain your respect, and make you love me as much as you clearly love your boy Benny. 
<laughs> Jack, have you lined up against the playmaker, Michael Irvin? Have you ever done that? I I have not. I, I've lined up against some other playmakers, <laughs> but none that actually went to the NFL, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man. Well, like you say, I mean, Benny Blades, he was a legend, there's no doubt. And he definitely had one pride. I mean, he's quoted here on the show with it. What pride? What pride? <laughs> Benny Benny Blythe, he would be known to either yell out a one pride or often, it was usually before our sponsor ads, he would say something like this. Going to the pay one. <laughs> he, he, he was a big fan of going to the pay window. Going to the pay one. <laughs> so I think between me and you that you've got a lot of one pride. I think we're going to build this show. It's going to be big time. We're going to be going to the pay window. But what we're really going to do is we're going to entertain the Detroit Lions fans. We're going to make them B-L-E-A-V and the Lions. And I think it's going to be great, man. Oh, I think it's going to be great. I do have one pride. I have plenty of Lions pride and I am ready to get to the show. You know, preseason's over. We made it. It's a good time to be alive. Exactly. Let's get into it. Like I say, you remind me a ton of Benjamin Solak, formerly of the Draft Network. Now he's <laughs> he's headed over to the Athletic. We got Benny Blades, who was one of the hardest hitters of all time. Again, shout out to Benny if he's listening. I know he says he listened to the show. Uh, great dude. We had a lot of fun. And like you say, I just can't wait till we get a couple more shows under our belt. We start mixing it up. But as you said, let's just dive into it right now. So what we're going to do on the show is we're going to talk about um, you know, kind of game three quick thoughts. I want to get into these roster cuts, people that we added, and then I'm going to get the Jack game by game predictions. That's going to be incredible. But before we get into all that, we got to get our great sponsor, betonline.ag, in here off the top of the show. So, everybody, we'll take a very quick pause, listen to betonline.ag, and we come back. I mean, me and Jack Cavanaugh here on the show are getting right into Lions football. Everybody, we'll be right back. If you are into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win championships. BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to BetOnline.ag and start playing today. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we're back. Definitely go check out betonline.ag. Me and Jack, we really appreciate listening to the show and visiting our sponsors. It really helps us out a ton. So thank you for doing that. Now, Jack, again, me and you aren't going to spend a ton of time talking about preseason game three against Indy. But any broad strokes, takeaways, anything you want to serve up for the people uh, in regards to that ball game? Well, it was disappointing to see the Lions kind of blow another win, go 0-3. That was frustrating. But remember, yeah. they did go 4-0 and in the preseason where they went 0-16. So maybe we're going to get a reverse. Maybe we're going to go 17-0 and because we went 0-3 in the preseason. And the one thing that did stand out, though, Quintez Cephas. I know Michael Thomas, he's called Slant Boy because all he does is run slants. 
Quintez Cephas might run the best slants in the NFL. Oh my goodness, the man looks good. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jack, I'm gonna have to get a, the old siren bit here on the on the drop when you go to that the old four and zero versus zero and sixteen. I mean, you pulled that right out of your back pocket, right out of the gate. I mean, come on now, that's the oldest bit in the game. But, but I hear you. I, I I do think it was disappointing that they they ended up taking an L. I would like to see Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, get a W uh, under his belt before the real bullets start flying. But it's not a big deal. Um, again, I B L E A V in the lines, and I always go extra optimistic. So what I put out there on Twitter, you can find me at Derek Okri. That's spelled D E R E K O K R I E. I was like, you know what I love about this game here early on was it felt like the Lions were just sort of getting those extra yards, like getting that catch and sort of getting across the first down line or, you know, a little extra second effort to get in the end zone or whatever it may be. And they were kind of just playing that back and forth. I was pretty entertained there in the first half. Like for a preseason game, this is kind of what I'm hoping for in the regular season. Some plays, some mistakes, close ball game, back and forth. But like you say, you got to be able to take it in the end. So that was kind of what I got out of the game. And I mean, you're already, you're, you're putting a gold jacket on Quintez Cephas because of that, um, slant. I mean, it did look crispy. It did look extra smooth. It was nice to see 87 get in the end zone, but uh, we need to see a little bit more from the kid before we uh, we put him in the uh, words of Mike Thomas or give him uh, this this slant um, you know moniker that you're willing to give him off of one catch. I'm just saying he looks good. It's good to see him keep progressing, especially with like the rest of the wide receivers. They have they kept five wide receivers. Maybe it was six. Either way, all of them are slot receivers. Like they got Tyrell Williams, the big guy outside, but then we've got Khalif Raymond. He's a slot. We got Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a slot. We got Quintez Cephas. He's a slot. Tom Kennedy. He's a slot. Trinity Benson. They trade for. He's a slot. Like they got rid of all the big receivers. Brashad Perriman. His two million dollars guaranteed. He stole that from the Lions. He's on his way out already. Sage Sherratt, Javon McKinley. The both the big wide receivers. They're both rookies. UDFA's. Great, great practice squad options. They're out of here too. It's just a bunch of small guys and Tyrell Williams out there at wide receiver. It is going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jack shot up at a cannon, everybody. Just he's halfway through our cut segment already, and we haven't even finished up the uh, the indie game here. So uh, I, I'm with you on all that you said about the receivers. I mean, again, I don't have too much more on this preseason game uh, overall. I the one thing I took out of the whole preseason, to be honest, was I, I think I've come around with the rest of these coaches of just not only sit everybody down, but I feel like this is one of the healthier. Um, times the Lions have ever come out of preseason. No second round pick blowing out their Achilles. You know, we haven't had any uh, big name players are out, you know, three to six weeks. I didn't have to put any big names on Pup or on IR really. So like, I guess that's what I take is I feel like not only are they ready to roll, but you know, a couple days ago, somebody asked me like, Hey, you know, what do you think about the preseason? What do you think about this game? I'm like, I don't think too much of it, but I know that it's go time now. <laughs> like, now it's real ball games. Now we're going to get to see all of our studs out there, and that's really what I'm excited about. So I'm excited it's over. I'm excited the Lions are healthy. And now it's regular season football for 17 weeks. And, Jack, did I mention earlier on the show that you're going to give the people, the listeners of this show, game-by-game game bold predictions and hot takes on W's and L's for the Lions here on the back part of the show? 
we'll see how you feel about my predictions later in the show because I know you are the eternal optimist. So we'll see how that my my rankings compare to yours, my outcomes compare to your optimistic, shall we say? <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean. Jack, I don't know if you've heard the name of the show. It's B-L-E-A-V and Lions. I mean, uh, you got to believe. There's no question about it. But let's go ahead and smoothly transition to the rest of the cuts that you didn't get to. (laughs) I think you've ran down the receivers pretty well. And like you say, uh, the big name was Brashad Perriman. I mean, I was hoping for him, but obviously he didn't make it. Um, They have mixed up at receiver. Before we get to some of the other cuts, like, are, are you with me that... Everybody, national media, people that really don't know football or just, you know, the the consensus in general, they really get hung up on this wide receiver position too much. I understand it's important. I know you'd like a, a stud or two there, but the Lions have had a really good receiving core the last while here in Detroit. And what's it got us? Nothing. You know, we just put a guy in the Hall of Fame. What did he ever win us? Nothing. We had always had a combo platter, whether it was Roy Boy or Marvin Kenny and all this never got us any W's. So are you with me that it's it's not the end of the world? They will put some speed and other things together, but I'm not freaking out that we don't have premier receivers at one, two, and three. No, especially because of how young they are at receiver. Like out of all those names I listed, yeah, like Tyrell, he's the vet. He's being around the block. But the rest of them, Monroe St. Brown, he's a rookie. Tom Kennedy, he's in his second year, but he was a lacrosse player. So he's young. He's learning the game. Trinity Benson, he, this is his second year as well. Khalif Raymond, he's the vet, and he's been in the league like four years. Like, this is a young, talented group. So, yeah, maybe they're not household names now, but there's the potential. Like, would anyone be surprised if Monroe St. Brown just becomes Cooper Cup? No. Like, that's because he's young, he's talented, and the Lions are building this the right way. They're building from the ground up. They're starting with these young guys and developing them, and you just love to see that. Young and healthy. So, Jack, I mean, I'm with you on all that, but when you say, like, the talented receivers, my point is that as long as the rest of the football team gets better, I, I'm not so much worried or going to call this, like, a very talented core. I do think St. Brown could be good. I'm curious to see what Cephas has. Tyrell could have a better year, but the rest of them, I mean, I have no idea what Khalif Raymond has. I have no idea some of these depth players that they're getting, but like I said, even if they're below average and the rest of the team is better or more exciting, I think it's still going to be a fun team to watch. So we won't harp on the receivers, but I feel like everybody else does, so I wanted to bring that point up that it's definitely one of the spots where I feel – you know that Brad Holmes is like, I'll get to receivers at some point, but it's not going to be my first priority like it was, I don't know, for Matt Millen, you know, Martin Mayhew, all these other GMs that were in here wanted all these fancy weapons, and it just didn't win us anything. So, Jack, let me do this. We're not going to go down line by line like some other podcasts and talk about every cut or some of these no-name play- But what I want to ask you is more of a, a big-picture view again. What do you think about sometimes like the Lions and other teams? They'll bring in a guy. Like we brought in Roby Coleman. Oh, he's this nickel slot. He's this corner guy. And, and they're all high on him. He's all like, oh, I love this coaching staff. I'm glad to be here. Can't wait. And he's here for like a cup of coffee and he's gone. Or, and then he's back on the practice squad. Like, do you have a take on that? Because to me, it seems like it happens a lot where you bring somebody in and it feels like they have an idea and they never, you know, they at times they barely even last a, a few weeks or they can't even get through camp. Like, it just seems weird to me. Uh, see, it, it seems weird on the surface, but it's kind of an insurance policy, with especially with Mikel Roby Coleman. Like, if they didn't have a slot, starting slot corner, because Cornelder, you know, he was hurt all that time. If they didn't have him playing, 
then they would have, ha- have had to turn to Nikel Roby Coleman, except for these young players all balled out. And because they look so good in the preseason, they really need to pay these guys all this money to be on the active roster when they're not like we know what they are. Meanwhile, I, I you know, I've hyped them up before the UDFA, AJ Parker, my guy, he's going to be starting in the slot. But then you look like, you have the six foot three, Ifatu Malfonwu. He's reserve a corner there as well. He's a rookie. And then you have a UDFA rookie in Arkansas's Jerry Jacobs. So I get it because you're going with the rookies when you have this kind of coaching st- staff that wants to build from the ground up. You have these young players, these rookies, you build them, you let them take their lumps early because you understand you could build something special with them. Whereas Mike Ford, Nikel Roby Coleman, they're all just kind of, they are what they are. They don't know what these young players could become. And I love that the Lions aren't getting tied to the fact that just, oh, well, you've been in the league. You, 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 you deserve a spot. No, sometimes you don't deserve a spot on the roster, and that's okay. Yeah, and I, I think the Lions are going crazy young at, at corner. We just mentioned how the receivers are just a bunch of up-and-coming, young, slot, speed-type players. So just got to let this thing play out with Brad Holmes a little bit. But it's just always funny to me how like guys will come in and they seem to have a spot or a role and they, they just can't last. And we saw a lot of that. I mean, Jack, I've got exclusive audio again. Um, th- this is of your favorite um, player and, and many Lions fans. This is number 51 or formerly number 51 for the Detroit Lions. Uh, th- that's him heading to pick up resumes to see if if they will accept him as the new shoe shiner at the bowling alley because Johnny Tavai is gone, which we said would happen. The Lions cut two kickers. Everyone, oh, the Lions, they got no kickers. Who does that? Well, the Lions do that because Randy Bullock and Zane Gonzalez weren't good enough, and you can find a kicker any day of the week. Um, so the, that was a cut to me. I mean, there's not a ton to talk about. Like, people are doing backflips. Were you just crying a river over Tyrell Crosby? I mean, to me, I determined a while back this guy doesn't love football. He was just, he was decent when he was in there. But every interview he did, he was talking about Chipotle or just seemed kind of like a funny, goofy guy, not a hard-nosed interior football player. So it's like, I don't care about that. You know, we'll get a better lineman. Or I feel like they're going to upgrade at positions instead of that these are any big losses that the Lions had here. I thought strategic cuts kind of across the board i yeah completely agree with everything you said there like especially with crosby at first i was shocked when i heard he was on the bubble early in in camp but then it kind of made sense like and when he was cut all dan campbell had to say was we didn't think he was one of the best guys and so they've gone with matt nelson as the swing tackle they're gonna upgrade over him they're gonna bring in competition but if he's not one of the best guys why keep him on the roster just because he was drafted high by the other guys they liked him no this is your team build it the way you want and you're talking about bringing in guys for competition we've got that at tight end too like they cut both of the Elise Mack and uh, Brock Wright like neither of those guys were actually good tight end threes so they they both cut him like sorry you're not gonna hack it on this roster so you're, you're gone you're out the door we'll find someone that can hack it and can make a play and that's why Jelani Tavai's gone as well he couldn't hack it Now the Lions have cut two second round picks from Bob Quinn before they ended their rookie contract because Bob Quinn was terrible. And funny enough, Jelani Tavai is going back with Matt Patricia in New England. He's on the practice squad there. So honestly, that's all I have to say about all the cuts. Most of them made sense. And it basically becomes a question of passion, how much you love the game. And the one thought on the kickers, though, I do have one last thought. 
I'm ready for it to become a revolving door. Like, remember when Jason Hansen retired and then they had all these these kickers? They had probably five or six until Matt Prater came in, won the job. I'm ready for that, some dark days, until they find the guy to stick with. So, yeah, lots of cuts. Maybe you're surprised, but you just can't get complacent. That's the theme of the roster. You can't get complacent. You have to keep battling. You have to want it more than the next guy. And a lot of these cuts, it's just proof they didn't want it more. They weren't willing to put in the work. And so Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell said, see you later. So, so Jack, I like the fire you're bringing today. I mean, I can't wait to hear these predictions that are coming up, but I got a real hard-hitting question for you. It, it, is Jelani Tavai going to be best at, at the cash register, the shoe shine, or is he going to be the guy that when your ball gets stuck, he's the guy that walks down and halfway and then pushes it into the gutter so you can get your ball back? What, what, what's he better suited for? I'm curious. Oh, I think he is just ready to be out of public service. And both of those are public facing jobs. He just needs to be out of the line of sight of any Detroit Lions fans. Just Uh-oh. put him behind okay. the, behind in, in, in the warehouse. Congratulations, Matt Patricia. You can have your boy back and I'm sure he'll be, as I said, yeah, on Twitter, luck. just as, just as slow and unproductive as he has been. But here's the thing. I mean, you're going, you're talking about kickers. I mean, again, I'm not going to have a big rant on that. Um, you know, Crosby, whatever, you know, let's, let's jump down and just spend a couple minutes before we get into these game predictions and get one of our other great sponsors in here. So again, you know, do you trust Brad Holmes? He he made what I thought was a little bit of an overplay on this trade. He gave up a fifth and a seventh, got a sixth back two years from now for this this kid Trinity Benson or whatever from Denver, which, you know, I, I feel like they have identified something or they think there's something there, but you just don't give up a fifth rounder, at, you know, as a hope or a prayer or a we'll see. So, this kid needs to come in here and make plays. He needs to be here more than than a season or two, in my opinion, to kind of make it worthwhile because a fifth-round pick to me is very valuable. And then they went out and they got Hodge from Cleveland, another receiver. And then they got Seibert, who was with Cleveland and a few other teams, um, as a kicker. So they just made those three little moves. They did also get rid of Darren Fells before we got recording, which is kind of surprising where it is. He might come back, you know, due to some kind of cut and then re-sign. But I don't love Darren Fells, but, I mean, you got really no depth, as we talked about before, at that position. And then they also, a position they have no depth at, which is safety, they went ahead and got rid of the vet, Dean Marlowe. So if they don't bring him back, I don't know who's playing safety for this team after the first couple, which we also have questions about. So dive into any of that that you want. Oh, geez. You caught me off guard with the Dean Marlowe cutting. I'm hoping, like you know, there's all these procedural moves. Like they got to put guys on IR. They have to be on the roster long enough for that. I hope it's something like that because like maybe it's not Darren Fells, but you can't just have TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Like I understand we love him, but you need more than one tight end in the NFL and you need more than three safeties in the NFL. So let's hope they're either adding some veteran or they're, I, I, I don't know. I'm surprised. I didn't love the trade. I don't love trading for kind of no name, nothing receivers. Didn't think that makes sense when giving up a pick I like that. They get a pick back, but it's just, I, I do trust in Brad Holmes, but it's, it's been, I, I, I hope they make a splash with these waiver wire pickups, with these veteran signings. Maybe they add some um, swing tackle something. I don't know. Just make something like make some solid moves. That's all I'm asking for. Nothing spectacular. 
Exactly. Like when I look at the Lions depth chart, at tight end, safety, um, you know, some of these other spots that we've talked about, even national media wide receiver. I mean, it's kind of a, a guttural reaction. <laughs> I mean, you're like looking there going like, where, how are they going to get by? But like I said, I guess I have faith in Brad Holmes that he's making these little upticks. He's got visions for guys. He's bringing people in, but it is a TBD in some of these positions. Cause I know me and some of my buddies are like, you got to put more bodies at safety. You got to have, you know, a three, four tight end that can, can do more than than number 88. So we'll just see what they do, man. I think it's one of those, you know, what's crazy is it's coming in. So rapid fire, getting rid of guys, guys getting cut. Hey, a lot of the fan base, they'll pick out guys they've heard of or you know for me it's like oh I like that guy in the draft a year or two ago maybe he's worth a shot and you just don't know you know like say the NFL they're looking for special teamers they're looking for guys to do certain roles so we'll just see how it shakes out man I I know we got a lot of games to get to here but I did want to work through some of those cuts as well as introduce you as the uh, full-time part of the show and and have some fun off the top there so um, appreciate all your uh, you had some strong takes there Jack I think you're gonna fit in nicely here on the show. Oh, don't worry. The takes are only going to get stronger as we continue to roll on and on. There, this, 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 there is, we're not running out of steam anytime soon here. Oh, there's no doubt. We're just getting started. And uh, like I said, much respect to Benny. Me and him got this thing kind of, I got it off the ground. Then Benny came on for a while. We had a bunch of fun. He ducked out because he's doing about 80 million jobs and, and had to go to the, the big time pay window with some of the jobs he had going. But uh, we still talk football and maybe we can even get him on from time to time. Real happy to have you on. And Jack, since you got the strong takes, you got the good energy today. How about I just kick it to you and you get one of our other great new sponsors in here. And then when we come back, I'll put you on the hot seat and you're going to go, we're going to go game by game. You're going to give score predictions, win loss, maybe a hot take, maybe a, maybe disappoint the people with some of your opinions and I'll have to pick them back up. I mean, we'll do all that after the commercial break. Can you do that? Can you run with the sponsor and then we'll uh, get your predictions after that? Oh, I think I can do that. I think I can do more than that. I think you will be shocked and amazed at some of the predictions I have right after this. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. So here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football, and whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor pick them as well as cool sportsbook style concepts called build your bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Jack bringing us that one. I mean, I had to put the rookie to the test. He uh, he did great with that sponsor read. Really appreciate having uh, them as part of the show. 
And now, Jack, the funny part is, like, you kind of hit me up, or, like, I think I made a put it on the docket where I was like, I want to hear what Jack's got to say about these football games, because on my other show, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which drops on Wednesdays and Friday mornings, I did a way, way, way too early prediction right when the schedule dropped, where I had the Lions about 12W, something like that. And then, just the other day, if people want to go listen to it, I had my buddy Brian Nicewanger, aka Chops, on my show, and he was like, hey, I want to give the people some predictions. So, he ran down game by by game, I I, get, I went in there and jumped in again for wins and loss. I think I probably had them at nine, ten, somewhere in that range when it was all said and done. But we had fun with that. But today I was like, we got to get Jack's opinion. So Jack, they're they're kicking it off in less than two weeks against the San Francisco 49ers, Ford Field, full of people. Everybody's going to be ready to roll. See what this football team's got. What do you got for this game? I don't know if you're going to be happy because I've got Dan Campbell starting his career out with a loss. So the big, the big matchup here, Penny Sewell probably going to look really, really bad in his first game because he's facing Nick Bosa, who's a premier edge rusher. It's baptism by fire for Penny Sewell. And I think that's going to lead to the Lions losing 17-23. It's going to be rough, but I think that Jimmy Garoppolo looks good enough to keep his job and comes away with a win. Yeah, no, I, I really don't mind that score. I think they're a tough football team, but that the hate for Penny Sewell has gone way too far. I mean, I, I had to hear I, I had to hear local radio ninety seven one saying, Oh man, this guy's a bust. He he's the oh, lowest okay. rated pro football focus for the what, the first three weeks of the preseason. They're trying to run him out of town. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, right? I mean, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Penny Sewell is a future all pro. However, He is a rookie playing a new position facing off against one of the best in the NFL. So he's going to look bad and that's okay. That's how you learn a new position. That's why it was so good that he got to face off against Melvin Ingram against Steelers in the preseason. That's what you want to see. You want to see him struggle against these top guys and learn from it. So I think it's going to be tough, but the good news is next week he gets the Green Bay Packers. I think he'll look a lot better. Yeah, it's just going to be some ups and downs, but I mean, there's 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 nothing that's going to do this year where I'm just going to write this player off. He's just going to have his exactly. ups and flows, and he's a young player. He's a he's rookie. Inter- he's 21 years old. Exactly. So I, I and if he would have had like all perfect scores from Pro Football Focus, people are like, ah, it's the priest. He doesn't matter. So I hate it when it's one only the one way. You know, if it's bad, they they want to talk about it. If it's positive, oh, it doesn't matter. So anyway, let's let's move to Green Bay. Under the lights, Monday night football, go. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry once again, but this is the last dance, the last time that the Lions will face off against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Two Cal Golden Bears face off at QB. They've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got Jared Goff. But I think the bad man isn't going to lose a single home game this year. I'm sorry. It's going to be another loss for the Lions. They are going to lose 35 to 21. It's going to be a little bit of a lopsided one, but the good news is DeAndre Swift is going to torch that run defense. He's going to top 150 yards from scrimmage and look magnificent doing it. All right, so Jack, you, you almost you tried to win the people back there, but you're kind of killing the ratings of the show. You said off the top, he brought you on full time. You said you BLEAV. I mean, I, I, we got two in a row now. I got issues. I, we'll see what happens here in the third game. I will be at this ball game with one of my buddies. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, at Ford Field again. Another tough team, though. What do you got here? 
It is a very tough team. The Baltimore Ravens might be one of the most explosive offenses this year with Lamar Jackson running. When The good news is Rashad Bateman won't be available then. They got Miles Boykin out. They might have Hollywood Brown out. I still don't know if it's enough for the Lions to come out with a win here. So I'm going to go with another L. I've got them starting 0-3, but don't worry. It's going to get better from here. And TJ Hawkinson especially is going to look good against the Ravens. He's going to expose them. Going to go for over 100 yards, two tugs, just not quite enough. This is going to be a low-scoring game, 21-17 to final. All right. You heard it. Everybody's got got the lines with a bagel heading into week four. I mean, I, I guess what I'd say is that injury to J.K. Dobbins will help the Lions because I thought J.K. Dobbins was going to be a monster this year. He's now out for the season and you know how Baltimore loves to run the football. So, yeah, you still have to deal with Lamar and, and Andrews, who they like to go to a lot. But having that pounding running back not back there might make them pass the football, which we know, um, you know, is, is not Lamar's strength most weeks. So we'll see how that one pans out out then they head to Chicago at Chicago early October what do you say about this football game well this is where it really starts to get sweet because Dan Campbell's first W of his career with the Lions is going to come at the enemy's territory it's going to happen on Soldier Field there's a good chance that this is Justin Fields' first start ever because Andy Dalton, starting week one, he's being sacrificed to the Rams. They're probably going to give him a revenge game against the Bengals, and then they're probably going to sacrifice Andy Dalton once again to the Browns in week three. So rookie Justin Fields might be making his first start against the Lions. They're going to be facing him twice a year, but I don't think he is ready for this Lions defense. I think the lights might be too bright for him in his first start. Goff throwing for 303 TDs against a depleted Bears secondary. The Lions come away with the 27-20 victory. There we go. I just got a uh, call from Benny Blades. He's very proud of you with that selection. What, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I, I know it was a rough start, but look at that schedule. It is a tough start to the season. It is tough. Ben, Benny doesn't like Chicago or Minnesota, but he he really doesn't like the Packers, and it's extra cold, which he doesn't like up there either. So um, let's keep it. Speaking of cold, I mean indoors, but heading to Minnesota after that, so a double dip on the division um, mid to early October. What do you got on this game? So unfortunately, I think it's one of those things when you're a rookie head coach, you get that first W. We see it all the time. It's kind of a letdown the next week. You come out a little bit flat and maybe Dan Campbell has the energy to move past that, but I'm just not sure. I'm, I'm going to go with history. I'm going to say that it's going to be a little bit of a falling out after that. And Dan Campbell will lose in Minnesota. It's going to be another close game. He's not going to look out of his depth. But the Lions will unfortunately fall to one and four at the hands of Minnesota. Hmm. See, I don't know. There's something about Minnesota that seems off to me. Unless Dalvin Cook runs crazy on the Lions, I think this is a winnable football game. I also think that, you know, I don't like your record right now, but I like some of the predictions you're throwing out for Lions players. I feel like. They need to hang in these games, even if they don't get a W, because the fan base has been really excited. So even if they are one and four, as you have them now, like they need to be in almost every football game into the fourth quarter, as well as show that grit that he talks about, show that fight, have the ability to turn the football over, sack the quarterback, make some plays on offense. I think if they do all those things and they they 
don't chalk up the the wins in the beginning, people will be fine with it. If they play really bad, look unorganized, don't show a bunch of energy, and lose, then it's going to be tough to rebound from the kind of start you've got them going to right now. So after that, you know, Cincinnati, a young team, explosive offense, they are in forward field. What do you think about this game? I think that's the difference is that it is a home game for this one. Like, look, I think Joe Burrow, probably a future MVP, but there's a couple years ago, I was at the game. The Bengals stole the Lions playoff chances and it ended up getting Marvin Lewis or not Marvin Lewis. Sorry. It ended up getting Jim Caldwell fired. My, Marvin Lewis was fired. I think that same season. Cause he was bad as well. But anyways, the, the, <laughs> the Bengals embarrassed the Lions the last time they came to Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a, a reverse. The Bengals are going to be hot and the Lions are going to stun them in Detroit. Jared Goff going to throw for about 250. It's going to be a DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams game. They're going to run for over 200 yards between the two of them. Two touchdowns for them as well. All right. You heard it here first. I think that could be a shootout. Now, I want to take a quick thought on your talking about the Reverend Jim Caldwell, a person that lots of Lions fans like to circle back to and say, oh, look at all these wins. Look what he did. I mean, by the time he was heading out of town, there wasn't many supporters that felt like he was going to win any Super Bowls here. And one thing I need to do, Jack, I got to find it and dust it off. I have a Jim Caldwell soundboard where I got things of that nature. I got the back and forth kind of thing. I've got uh, me and, you know, Martha Ford. That was a privileged uh, discussion. Uh, all these different quotes. I mean, the guy was a quote machine at the podium. Oh, you got to check the report. <laughs> That's a classic. Um, so I'll have to dust that off. and We'll have to drop some Caldwell-isms here on the show as we get as we get rolling. That was classic. Uh, but I, I wasn't a big reverend Jim Caldwell. I love him as my neighbor, but I couldn't have him as my head coach after the first year or two. Um, it was time for him to go. But then, like, I... I, at this point, I would I, I wish he had stayed instead of Matt Patricia because that was well, just misery. Exactly. But that's revisionist history. And that's what people use like, oh, look at what he did. But it wasn't trending right. And we just got burned by the guy that came in. I mean, yeah, nobody nobody was here pounding the table, you know, saying, oh, this guy's going to take us to the promised land for the referend. It was just like, yeah, he was better than most, which wasn't saying much because a lot of our coaches exactly. have been a, have been a tire fire here that we've hired. And hopefully Dan freaking Campbell isn't uh, isn't isn't that way. But that's going to be an interesting game against Cincinnati and then the biggie. End of October, heading out to the West Coast against the Matt Stafford-led Los Angeles Rams. I don't remember if this is a 1 o'clock or a 4. I'm assuming it's more of a 4 o'clock kick. And uh, what do you think is going to go down? This is a big game for fans, for Stafford, for the Lions, for everybody. So the Lions will be 2-4 and heading into L.A. And unfortunately, between the Matthew Stafford revenge game and Aaron Donald facing it off against Hal Vitae. I think those are kind of going to be the two main things. Stafford knows this defense inside and out. And because they have so many young players, they really don't know him as well as he knows them. So I think that Stafford is going to come away with the W in LA. Goff, unfortunately, isn't going to be able to exercise those demons against McVay just yet. And so unfortunately, the Rams will beat the Lions 35 to 27. All right, so so Jack, we're just getting to know each other. We got you on the show. It'd be a lot of agreeance, a lot of you know good good thoughts by you. Here's not a good thought by you saying that he knows this defense. He knows what defense. 
He knows the Jim Schwartz defense. He knows the Reverend's defense. He knows Matt Pat's defense. He doesn't know what Aaron Glenn and company are going to be bringing. He doesn't know the three it's four not, that's going to be coming the at him. It's not coaching staff. It's it's the fact that Jamie Collins is your middle linebacker. He, do you think he doesn't know that guy? I mean, he played with him for one year. I mean, the who else is out there? A couple players that he he's played with. I mean, he doesn't have the book on these guys, and it doesn't matter. It's a it's a new regime, a new scheme. So I'm not saying that's going to win the football game, but I don't know that Stafford has a big up, except he's got a better team around him for the most part. And yeah, I agree. He probably comes out with the win and plays pretty well, but I don't know that it's because he knows everything about us. I think everything's new here. So. Maybe we throw him, a, so throw him a wrinkle. He knows everything. It's, he knows enough to make Will Harris hesitate. He knows enough to make Jamie Collins hesitate. It's more of those kinds of things, those little keys with those players, because he, we know how to take advantage of those guys. Of course, Matthew Stafford is. And those players will be the difference. It's still going to be a good roster, a good game, a good contest. It's just those those Jamie Collins of the world. I'm, I hate to go back to it, him and Will Harris, but they're going to cost them the game against Stafford. All right, we'll we'll see how he does. Like I said, I've I was always a Stafford supporter. I'm not going to be hating on him, but um, it would be fun for the Lions to go out there and give him hell. Maybe sneak out a W, or like I say, just play tough. Maybe he wins, has a good stat game, and everybody leaves happy. Hey, man, you know, congratulations. Now we can all move forward, be done with this. So, um, speaking of being done with this, they come back and right before the bye week, they get Philly, who to me is just a I mean, I cannot see the Philadelphia Eagles being a good football team this year. How do you think this one goes down in Detroit? Yeah, the Eagles are not looking too good this year. And it's, it just sounds like a dysfunctional organization. You know, there's all these rumors that they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, get rid of Hurts. They bring in Gardner Minshew and he's not going to start, but it just adds that little bit of pressure to Jalen Hurts. And I don't think they've done enough to rebuild that offensive line. Jordan Mailata, the former rugby player, he's starting at left tackle, and that's going to be the downfall because Romeo Quara, he's going to have three sacks that game against the Eagles. It's going to be a massive win for the Lions heading into their bye week. It's going to be a beautiful thing seeing Dan Campbell get his first win at home. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, second be- win at home. He's winning the beating the Bengals. My, my bad. It's still, it's going to be nice to see him get his third win heading into the bye. Exactly. That'd be great. I I just think I have no faith in this new coach for the Eagles. I feel like he's, you know, he's not some whiz kid. He's like a guy that's over his head and white bread person ever. Exactly. Exactly. Like nobody's going to follow this guy long term. You know, he might make a few drop a few plays on the whiteboard, but I don't see him being a leader of men. Um, So I'd love Dan Campbell to squash them when they come in. Like you say, then they have a bye week, but then they got. A really tough road test heading to Pittsburgh. I mean, the black and gold, all the history they have, a lot of weapons, a lot of people to cover. Also, always pretty, um, you know, top end quality type defense for the most part. They do have a little shaky offensive line, though. What do you think on this road trip out to Pittsburgh? See, I don't think the Steelers are as good as everyone thinks they are. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is as good as everyone thinks he is. And I think this is the kind of perfect trap game that the Steelers always fall for, especially as they get older. Like the Cleveland Browns, that trap game against them, they thought the Browns is the Browns. We're going to win. It's a playoff W. It's a first round bye, basically. When the Lions are three and five, it's going to be easy for the Steelers to think that. But then all of a sudden, Jeff Akuda comes away with two picks and the Steelers lose and it's embarrassing. 
This is just the perfect trap game and the perfect time for things to get rolling in Detroit. That's that's a big time take, big time opinion. I I don't know. I mean, Mike Tomlin is one of my favorite coaches in the game. Ben Rothsberg has been around a long time. He's going to know how to throw it too long to, to the He's open been guy. Too long. Oh, he puts it on people though, man. He showed even in that preseason game against the Lions, couple perfect passes to beat coverage. So I'm not as optimistic on that as you are. And then they they come back and have another road trip against one of my favorite rosters in the league. Not one of my favorite teams. Definitely not one of my favorite states. But they play the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, uh, which is just loaded with talent. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting as well. What do you say about that game? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see it them having any chance at beating the Browns. Like you said, they, they're the best roster in the AFC, you know, take away the quarterback just as a team. They're the best roster in the AFC, not the best team. Just it's well built. And the only reason I'm not saying they're the best built team in the NFL is because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers exist. So I don't think that they can get this win. I think it's going to be another rough outing for Panay Sewell as well. Cause Miles Garrett, another one of the best defensive ends in the league unreal pass rusher so i do think the browns come away with the win here but like the the lions drew the short straw this year having to face the afc north like the ravens the steelers the browns and the bengals that's a tough division to have to face and so you can't be upset when they lose to this really ascending cleveland team oh yeah real tough as well as you know the reason i like cleveland's roster so much is i feel like over the last few years they haven't over you know, try to be smartest guy in the room. They're basically drafting the guys that we all at home are like, oh, take JOK there. Hey, take Miles Garrett. Hey, take, um, you know, Baker Mayfield. Take, uh, you know, what a great trade, bringing in Jarvis and Odell. You know what I mean? Like, they're just bringing in talent, and now it's paying off for them, left, right, and center, um, up and down the draft board, to be honest, the last two to three years under under Andrew Barry there. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be another tough one. What do you got the Lions at right now? You got it in front of you, your record? uh well after that win against the Steelers and the loss against the Browns they would be four and six all right so we're heading down the back stretch here we get Chicago at our house Thanksgiving big game for the city for everybody involved can they get it done on probably the greatest holiday of all time and we're talking food family and football I think this is one of those narrative games. It's the Justin Fields took the L early in his career. I think he comes back into Detroit and he ends up splitting one and one with the Lions. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a tough Thanksgiving. However, it's going to be one of those shootout classics that we all love on Thanksgiving where there's over 400 yards thrown by Jared Goff, like one of those games. And he's going to take advantage of that Bears defense. I just think it's one of those times. The rookie has that little bit of magic after developing. I think he returns the favor, unfortunately. All right. I hate to rewind a ton, but you just reminded me. So you said uh, Jared Goff with big numbers. My buddy Chop said that game against Stafford is going to be the equivalent to what we saw Holmes versus Goff, where it's just back and forth points and yards and all that. So you've kind of got that going down here on Turkey Day. But that would be fun to get a game or two of those where it's just an absolute shootout, lots of numbers. But I think it's going to be hard with some of the – you know, lack of weapons that the Lions have. I I am rooting for Jared Goff a ton. He's getting a lot of hate out there as well. We'll see what happens. All right, we've got 
at home, back-to-back home games against the Vikings. So they got us. They got us back-to-back Chicago mini home and away. That's that's odd to see that. But what do you think against the Vikes here? Well, so last week the Bears came in and took their W back, and so this week the Lions are going to do the same thing. They're going to split with the Vikings as well, and it's going to be really interesting to see. There's that tension between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins that's been brewing and boiling all offseason. I think they're going to start out strong, but by the end of the season, week 13, the Lions are going to be able to take advantage of a franchise that doesn't really seem to like each other anymore. I like it. I like the opinions. I like the logic. Um, This is a game that got added last, you know, once the NFL went to the 17 games at Denver. Now, there was some talk like that smug, pompous Aaron Rodgers going to be out in Denver. We know it's going to be snowy probably in the first week or two here of December out there. Do you think they can get the win with, you know, the team, the defense? And oh, yeah, we'll have to hear all about the altitude like we always do out there as well. Well, so that's the thing is I think Dan Campbell might be too energetic for that thin air in Denver. I think he personally is going to run out of steam by the second half, but thankfully his defense isn't going to like Teddy Bridgewater. I love him. He's a great story, but he's nothing spectacular. I won't be surprised if it ends up being eight games, Teddy, eight games of Drew Locke. And so what that means is week 14, Drew Locke will be the starter at that point. And there's no way he's going to be able to get the job done against this Lions defense. Like, I I think the Broncos are a really strong team, but until Aaron Rodgers or someone else ends up as the quarterback there, I, I, I just don't see it. Jack, do you know what Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell has to say about you thinking that he can't breathe or operate in the, in the high altitudes or that he maybe can't get it done out here in Denver. Do you want to know? Oh, I'm a little bit scared. You've had enough of that. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, so have I, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's going to go into Denver and do what he does best. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Dan Campbell's talking to you, Teddy White Gloves or Drew Locke or Deshaun Watson or whoever's out there playing here in December. It doesn't matter. Hopefully they can get out and get this dub. It's not an unbeatable, but that could be a really good defense. All right, yeah. Jack, let's finish See, up strong. The, the oh, thing I'm worried about, though, is like he's got half caffeine in his bloodstream, you know, that high altitude. It does weird things to the caffeine, the, the double shot espresso. You've had enough of that. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He, he's never had enough of the. <laughs> the double shot with the with the ventes. No, there. There's no and question. And that's another question. You know, he's drinking all this coffee. Like, do, do, does he have his own bathroom over in Denver? Like, th- these are the questions we need to know. <laughs> well, I mean, bathroom, you know, you hating on him. I mean. You've had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it all comes together there, don't you? Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Dan freaking Campbell, the bathroom, the coffee, the breathing, the the football coaching. We'll see how it goes down. But let's finish strong here. We got four more. It's a, it's a marathon getting through these games. I think you've had strong takes, good opinions. I think we've brought a lot here on the show, so we'll finish strong. Um, we are at home against Arizona, who we play every year, all year. It seems like we're always out of the toaster oven. They got to come here, as I call him, or as a... You know, Mike Lombardi calls him on his podcast, the mayor of Munchkin land. They're playing quarterback for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, everybody's favorite fantasy player who I just can't stand, to be honest. Kyler Murray comes to play the Lions. What do you think in this game? 
Oh, see, that's where I disagree with you. I think Kyler Murray is great. I think he oh, was an MVP candidate God. before he hurt his shoulder and then faded oh. down the stretch because he couldn't throw the ball anymore because his shoulder was so messed up because Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach. But I'm not going to get started about how much I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is good. I still think they get the W, and unfortunately the Lions are not going to be able to stop Kyler Murray. He's just he, he's too he's too hard to tackle. You know, you, you dive and try to make that tackle, and you just go over him. It sucks, but... Hey, use what you got. Gosh, I'm just thrown off by your Kyler Murray love. I don't even know what to do right now. Uh, at the Atlanta Falcons, the ATL. I mean, I was there last year for that big win. Got him to 3-3. Three and three. I may be heading to move to the ATL before it's too late. Who knows what might happen. But the Lions are coming in there again this season. Can they get a W in that amazing stadium there in Atlanta? Well, so with this one, I have them getting their seventh win of the season. So the hype, for fantasy players at least, the argument, TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts, the rookie or the vet who's going to be the leading receiver on the lines. It's a battle of the young ascending tight ends, but TJ Hawkinson has it right now. He is the master of tight end university, the educator. He's going for over 150 yards in this game, two touchdowns as the Lions get their seventh win of the season. And just for anyone keeping track at home, the best that Matt Patricia ever did was six wins. We're at seven now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Oh, you you spiked it on that one, Jack, I got to admit. So I like that. Uh, At Seattle, a team that gets a lot of love, good sometimes, not so good other times. What do you think? Lions day after New Year's heading out there. I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover for the Lions in this one. I know Jared Goff and Russell Wilson have done battles and battles for years now, but I think in this one, usually it needs Goff needs a second game against the Seahawks to kind of pull it out. He's only got one game this year. So I unfortunately think he's going to take an L in Seattle. Yep. That will be tough there. You know, we'll see if there's stuff to play for here late in the year or not. And then they finish up at home against the Cheddarheads at Ford Field. Will there be stuff on the line, Jack? Will they win? Will we retire Aaron Rodgers officially? Tell me what's going to happen. That's that's the thing. This will be the last time that Aaron Rodgers comes to Detroit as a Green Bay Packer. They faced off early in the season, and I really do think that this is the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. I think he is going full Michael Jordan, and so unfortunately, that sent the Lions to six or seven and ten on the season with their final loss to the Green Bay Packers and their final loss to Aaron Rodgers. Jagga, I think you did great with your predictions. You you were funny. You had some strong takes. You worked your way through the games. It's always hard to work our way now through 17 football games, but I'm glad we got you not only on the record, but get, worked our way through those. But I, I do have beef with you. I mean, we cannot have this Kyler Murray love on the show. You pumped up Aaron Rodgers multiple times. We're going to have to get on the same page with the players that we like and hate here on the show. <laughs> Because we obviously have some differentiations there, but we do BLEAV and the Lions. So, Jack, before we get up out of here, I always want to – I know you're doing the pro football focus work. You've got the other websites. You continually tell me how you're going to whoop me in fantasy. We all know that's not going to happen. But go ahead and promote all the different platforms where people can find you. Get that follow on Twitter. The mustache, I must say, is a little shaky as well. I mean, you're going for it. I'll give you that. There's no question about it. But everybody, you just – 
just got to at least go to follow Jack on Twitter to check out the stash he's got going as well as all of his great content. So go ahead and, and oh, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, just you wait. The stash will grow on you like it grows on everyone else and like <laughs> it grew on me because I grew it myself. Yeah, you got to be impressed with that. And so you can follow me everywhere at Javanaugh87. You can find my work over on importantnonsense.com. I write there. You can find my stuff over on importantnonsense.com. And yeah, just follow me over on Twitter, Instagram at Javanaugh87 because it's a great time over there because we B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. No doubt, man. Well, it was a fun second show. We got, man, we talked about roster cuts, ads. You know, we got your your, your name is now on the artwork here on the show. We're going to be going back and forth every week. We're going to have real football to talk about. And you went game by game and gave the people a lot to think about, a lot to get excited, some questions. I mean, lots to digest. So, everybody, we thank you so much for listening. Check us next week, same time, Thursday mornings, right here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions. Take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.